Blog Talk Radio. Um, just to show 
uh, is not even in existence. But um, it's good for me to get some shows on the record so I can point back and we can get this thing going. Uh, well, I like to talk about the uh, geopolitical stage that we're sitting on right now. Uh, there's a lot of activity in the North and South Korean Straits, and uh, that can go off at any moment. But there's also a couple of more hot spots that uh, can also fester. And God said that there'd be wars and rumors of wars. But right after that, he said, nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. So that means that there's a possibility that after hearing these rumors of wars for a couple of months straight, it can be it can go out into all our war. And with that being said, uh, partially we're seeing partial signs of Matthew 24 verse 1 through 8. We're seeing partial signs, little bitty nibbits of, of signs that we are there. Uh, we are right at the straits before we cross the intersection. We were there. And God is, 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 is busy bringing his people in. He's going to bring the last Gentile soul in. And uh, and he brings that last Gentile soul in. That's it. Uh, he's going to shut the ark door and shut the ark door. And a lot of people uh, who, uh, when you talk to them about Bible prophecy, and you talk to them about the signs that we're living in the last days, a lot of people aren't aware, but they are aware. They're aware that the possibilities could be, but they're not too really interested in these things because a lot of people have too much stake in this world. I don't mean sirloin stake. I mean, they have too much at stake in this world. So, our duty is not to learn Bible prophecy. Our, our duty is to go ye forth and preach the gospel. Now, if you can use Bible prophecy to preach the gospel, then that is fine. We are headed to a one-world government. We are headed to a government um, that will be ran by the Antichrist. And I believe that the, the governmental body or the governmental structure is not it's it's in the plans. It's here at the surface, but it hasn't risen up yet. And I believe that the, the European Mediterranean Union that was that Sarkozy of France is talking about that is the beast coming out of the sea. Now, if you look at Revelations, the I think 17, there's seven uh, kings. Now, the Antichrist is the seventh, but he's also the eighth. Why is that? The reason why he's the seventh is because when he takes over the, Europe, uh, the Euro-Mediterranean Union, 
that is a part, and that is number seven. That is him right there. He is number seven at that point. But then when he goes into the temple and says he is God, the world becomes a, a he said, the Bible says he should divide the world up for gain. He divided up into ten again. The number ten will keep coming up. And then he will become the eighth king. Now, let's back up before he even becomes the seventh king. Who is he? The Bible gives clues to who he is. It calls him the Assyrian. And uh, Isaiah and Ezekiel, it calls him the Assyrian. Now, if he is from the, from the land of Assyria, did the rest of the Bible give us clues to exactly the pinpoint where he could, who he could be? Well, let's look at Isaiah 17. Now, Damascus is no longer a city. Now, if Israel, in a not-too-distant future, gets into it with Damascus, uh, with, with Syria, could Israel take out the leadership? And could the West place someone in charge so that uh, they will have leadership? Does that make any sense? So if the Antichrist comes from Syria, he can possibly be a person that the globalists, that the Illuminati, that the secret societies place over Syria. Just like Hamad Kozi from Afghanistan. They placed him in charge. Matter of fact, Iraq, uh, the, C, the, um, the uh, CIA placed um, Saddam Hussein secretly in charge of Iraq. So the secret societies have been placing, uh, and yes, CIA is a faction of the secret societies. The CIA has been placing leaders in power as long as we can remember. And they put them in power as friends. If you see pictures of Rossville shaking Saddam Hussein's hand, they put him in power as friends, and then they crush him. You know? So the Antichrist will subdue three. Who is the three? This is just my guess. The three. Who is the three? Well, let's look at it and biblical terms, okay. Let's look at the statue in Daniel chapter 2. If it has, now we understand that the head represents Babylon, the shoulders represent Media Persia, the chest represents Greece, and the uh, waist and the legs represent the Roman Empire, and the feet represent the Revived Roman Empire. There are two feet. There are two legs, which is representing of Constantinople and Rome. It represents two parts. They had to break the Roman Empire up into two regions, two two divisions. Well, the new revived Roman Empire is divided up into two. You notice that? And it has ten feet. So this is my guess. The European Union will have five regions on the west wing. And on the east wing, it would be divided up into five regions. However, 
the Middle East will have three regions, and Africa, West, uh, North Africa will have two regions. So the Antichrist comes and he takes over the Middle Eastern region. So he's up to three of the first ten. So he becomes the Antichrist when he signs uh, sign a peace deal, but he really becomes the Antichrist when he comes, goes into the temple and says he is God. So he's a replacement for. So these peace agreements that they're talking about right now, that George Mitchell is over there trying to get established, could that be the actual peace agreement? I don't think so. What I think it is is the interim peace agreement before the Antichrist comes to confirm the covenant. And what does the Bible say the Antichrist looks like? What can disqualify Obama right away? I believe that the Bible says that the and the Bible calls the Antichrist the, fear, the king of fierce features. The word fierce, fierce means scary. Intimidating. It also says that he should have a look more stout than his fellows. So what does that tell you? If he should have a look more stout than his fellows, that means he is looks tougher than his predecessors, right? So that eliminates most politicians. As a matter of fact, that eliminates almost every politician, with the exception of a few. John Kennedy was a pretty boy, so he didn't have the fierce features. If you watch, and I'm not saying this guy's the Antichrist, I'm, I'm not saying, I, I don't believe we know who the Antichrist is until after the church is gone. It's like knowing when you're dead, you don't know who your daughter married. It's impossible. That's, that's a stupid knowledge you put. I, mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. We're not going to know who the Antichrist is into after we're in heaven looking over the mausoleum, looking over saying, oh, okay, the angels tell us that's who the Antichrist is, okay, fine. But if you watch, if you look at Juan Carlos in the 80s, that is a beautiful, a good picture of who, what the Antichrist will look like. He's not the Antichrist, though. I'm not saying that. He's not. The Antichrist is probably somewhere at some university, being a college professor, or, or he's working in a corporation as a, and he's probably lecturing line for lineage. I think the Antichrist would be some form of lineage. If it's Syria, who returns back to the monarchy, or some form of something, he'll be a lineage type of person, like a Queen Elizabeth type of person. Now, why do I believe the judgment of the United States is near? Well, like I said before at the beginning of this show, we need to pray for our president. So I'm not going to crush him. Uh, I'm a, and another thing on the show is I'm going to call him President Obama. Unless I accidentally say Obama. He will be known as President Obama in this show. Okay. Now, we believe at this ministry that President Obama is turning his back, or the current administration 
is turning their back on Israel. Now Israel, the president, has given up. He 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 is willing to accept the Palestinians and accept them as a state upon strict uh, guidelines. And those guidelines are uh, very strict. Uh, the Times uh, magazine says Benjamin Netanyahu threw down the government to the U.S. last night, agreeing to a limited Palestinian state that would be uh, demilitarized de- 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 and not in control of its airspace or borders. The hawkish prime minister insisted that, the Israel, that Israel would never give up a united Jerusalem as its capital and says that the established Jewish settlement in the West Bank will continue to, to expand despite explicit objections from Washington and a keynote speech that referred, excuse me, that referred, they referred to a Palestinian embassy far more frequently than an individual state. Okay, so he as uh this guy ain't playing. Then Yahoo does not play, okay? Um he's not gonna just give in. I believe we're headed for war. Um President Obama's also established that uh June will be National Game Month. Uh so he's on he's on a roll. So sooner or later, God's going to pull the plug. Um, the president, Amenadinejad, Amenadinejad, or whatever you pronounce his name, is, uh, has won re-election. So uh, we're on the fast track to the end times. Matter of fact, we're on the big-time fast track. Uh, what about the swine flu? Where is that at? The swine flu officials, a pandemic. Officially a pandemic. I swear I'm dyslexic, but don't worry, not yet. Anyway, uh, okay. The uh, swine flu looks like it's uh, sort of sitting around, still moving a little bit, heading towards the big crowd of people, a big glob monster, I guess. It was the final surge in the number to force the whole the World Health Organization to act. With confirmations last week that the swine flu case has risen above 1,000 in Australia, it was clear that the disease was not spreading freely around the world. Thousands of cases had was now spreading. Clearly, I said not. Thousands of cases have already been uh, reported in the United States, Mexico, and Chile. Officials at the World Health Organization simply had no choice. On Thursday, they announced swine flu had achieved pandemic status. The first strain of influenza to reach this mark in 41 years. It seems an alarming perspective. Huh. So the swine flu has mutated and is mutating into a pandemic, or they've at least called it a pandemic. So the Bible says that there should be pestilence, earthquakes, and famines in diverse places. Okay. Now, North and South Korea. 
Okay. A commentary in the North State ran Rudong Singmung newspaper claimed that the U.S. had 1,000 nuclear warheads in South Korea ready to strike. Meantime, the Tungbi Singbu newspaper said that North Korea, Korea is completely within the range of U.S. nuclear attack in the Korean Peninsula is beginning it's becoming an area where the change of nuclear chances of nuclear war are the highest in the world over the weekend. The North Korean angrily re- responded to a fresh United Nations sanctions by threatening to build as many nuclear weapons as possible. Until now, it said it had only respect. Reprocess one third of its spent fuel rods into weapons grade plutonium. So that's on the fast pace. The one is not really fast paced yet, but it seems like if if, um, if um, Pakistan keep messing around, um, then it become it continues to become flimsy, oh, and the uh, organizations. Start to continue to rattle the government. Uh, I'm looking for that one to explode as well. We got a lot of hot spots around, uh, and uh, it looks like to me that one of these days it's going to explode, and we have to uh, really pray for this country and pray for our nation. And pray for the world because we are headed for some surprises, uh, and we need to uh, have God's guidance in it. Because a lot of the people who believe that there is no rapture fail to realize that it can get really bad, really quick. And if it gets really bad, really quick, what are they going to say? What's the first thing these people are going to say? I told you there was no rapture. I told you this was going to be, we're going to have to go through the tribulation period. I told you, what I tell you? You guys ain't listening. And then when it gets, reaches its point, boom, rapture the church. Same person that said there was no rapture on his radio program, the same one stuck at a grocery store for hours. I'm stuck at the grocery store. I can't get home. Well, you're in the right place. At least you got some food. Because it's going to be total chaos. And I don't even think Christians actually acknowledge how uh, crazy it's going to be when the rapture happens. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Can you imagine how it's going to feel if you're a preschool teacher and you got a whole bunch of kids under the age of accountability? You got a whole bunch of kids under the age of accountability. You know how scary that's going to be when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you hear this loud, you know, you, you, you're you in class, and all of a sudden the kids' clothes drop. And you're like, wow. That's, you ain't going to be doing that. You're going to go crazy. You're going to go crazy. And money mothers are going to be going crazy. We're going to have to get some straight jackets ready because there's going to be some people crazy. And I'm, I'm praying in the Lord 
um, I'm praying for people. I feel for people. See, a lot of people say, well, well there's going to be a rapture of the church. And, or I know this one ministry saying, it don't really have nothing to do with the rapture of the church. But I know this one ministry where they're talking about, well, two point five billion people will be killed off the face of the earth, and they just seem like they just eat that up. They just like to say that. I'm like, do you really want two point five billion people to be dead off the face of the earth? Do you really want that to happen? Do you realize that eternity is eternity? Hell is for real. Hell is for real. I got in a hot shower a couple of days ago and cried like a girl. First thing I'm doing is reaching for the handle to turn the water down. I ain't going to hell for nothing. So why would you want? Why would you? Come on. You need to feel what these people might be feeling. If you're a Christian, you need to be feeling what these people are going to be feeling at that point. People are literally gone, vanished off the face of the earth. Babies are gone. Mamas, do you know mamas? I love my son. He's one years old. I love my child. You know? And God has me put it in the right perspective. If I love God first and love my son second, I'm going to be a better father and love my son more. So I love my child, but I really feel for people who don't, their kid vanishes. Oh my, man. Some people love for their 13-year-old kid to vanish because they're giving them so much trouble. Okay. I do believe that at that time, you're going to have UFOs involved. I believe a lot of stuff, and people are going to believe the lie. What kind of lie possibly could Satan come up with? Well, it's going to be a darn good one. Because it says that God is sending them the delusion. So God ever, look at 9-11. Okay. The, the general public is usually slower than us conspiratorial people. So look at 9-11. Okay. Let's look at the Iraq War. I was, I was telling my mom that there was no weapons of mass destruction. Oh, okay, okay, you got to pray for the leaders and stuff. I said, yeah, I'm praying for the leaders. I'm over here in Iraq. I'm scared of heck. I'm still, I'm, yeah, I'm going to pray for the leaders. Of course I am. But that doesn't change the fact that we're over there and there is no weapons of mass destruction. Four or five years later, the whole nation, oh, there was no weapons of mass destruction. Or how about 9-11? I believe part of the rioting on the streets and the part of the revolution is going to be because people found out 9-11 was a scam. I still can't understand how American people can actually believe those those planes hit that far up on a building that was designed to take earthquakes. It just don't sound right. Instead of going and going to the border and securing the border and having police and, and, uh, and infantrymen around the border, you go to the airport and mess with Grandma Betty. You got Grandma Betty still plates. You know, I mean, you're looking for her. To, oh, give me your wallet. Take this out. This. We're still doing that today. We're still doing that today. Why are you criticizing the government? You know what? Let's pray for the Antichrist. How about that? That's what basically you're telling me. 
when when a president or a king starts to um it's like Shadrach, Shadrach uh, just like uh, Daniel's friend, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, we we're gonna eat your we're gonna pray for you, and we're also eat your garbage. Give it to me. When does it stop? Does Romans chapter thirteen take us out of the picture completely and make us out of normal people? Thank God that the Holy Spirit is inside of believers. Thank God. Thank God if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, we'd be in trouble. Because we are going to say we're going to pray for President Obama. We need to pray for him. No kidding. You need to pray for your son. The same son on on drugs. Instead of talking about him with, with your sister, oh, yeah, he come in the house and he took a tea. Why don't you pray for him? So it's easy for you to say, well, you need to pray for Obama instead of having a, say President Obama saying something bad about him on the show. You know what? If President Obama turns his back on Israel, we're in trouble. So if I say to you, President Obama's turning his back on Israel, does that not, does that mean I'm actually... Does that put me in a Romans chapter 13 section where I can't say anything? What if we what if we did that with our family members? We can't say anything about our family members that are bad. Husbands say something bad about the wife, but then they do something wrong. Husband do something wrong to wife. She says something bad about her husband. But we can't say something, you know, critical. I mean, I'm not saying go around being critical of the president all day long, and that's your way of life, that's your ministry. There's no such thing as a ministry. If you if you show me a ministry that's critical of President Obama every second of the day, I'll show you a ministry that's not filled by God at all. But I am saying a ministry that can pinpoint his most strategic uh like his his most strategic anti biblical actions, like Gay and Lesbian Month, which is this month. Oh, I have anything against gay people. God loves the person. He hates the action. He I used to be an alcoholic. He hates that action, but he loves me for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Are we headed for a new world order? The world, the word, uh, world order has really been coming to the forefront. It's all in the news, big time, big time. I think, and I said this when the news. I at least thought about it. I'll be lying if I said I said it. But if if the news Started talking about the new world order. We're not that far away. Do I think we get to 2012 as a church? No. I think 2012, just a little bit after 2012, December, is the middle of the tribulation period when the Antichrist goes into the temple and says, I am God. Now, 
I believe this is going to be a paradigm shift and a transformation where the Antichrist goes into the temple, stops the sacrifices, say, I am God, and divides the world up into ten regions. Now, is it the same ten, ten that first came? Is it the same ten kings? No. Because remember, it says in the Bible, they have not received the kingdom as of yet. But with one, they can rule with him, rule and reign with him for one hour. So what does that mean? That means the Antichrist is the eighth king when 2012 comes, or 2013. That's speculation. God's not coming to me saying, this is what I'm saying. Listen to me, Phil. No. It's just me. I love this. If you're going to look for the Antichrist, at least have fun doing it. We're never told to look for the Antichrist in the Bible. Matter of fact, it says in uh, Titus 2.13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So it behooves me of why us ministries is looking for this person. That's why the church is having so many problems. We're looking for the Antichrist. I think he's not even close to being. I mean, he he's close to being on the scene, but I don't. I, as far as us knowing who he is, he's not even close. We don't know who he is. As a matter of fact, I would go as far as to say he can be a professor at a school in Solanqua, for all I know, teaching third world countries. We don't know. Whoever Satan has, this dude going to be smooth. Adolf Hitler, to me, was a goofy-looking smooth dude. Now, the look, I'm not talking about the look. I'm just saying goofy-looking smooth and then comma, smooth dude. Or actually, not comma, space and then the line, meaning trying to separate the two. His look is not cool, so he's a goofy-looking cool dude. I think he was smooth. If you look at, if you look at, he's an evil man, and he's gonna he's gonna fry in hell for eternity. But I'm saying, as far as his charisma, he has some charisma. The dude's goofy is all outdoors. If you saw him at a grocery store before, if he wouldn't even ate off Hitler, you would think this guy's goofy. Your brain, the back of your head, would be like, this dude's goofy, but you don't know you're saying that. It's just part of the goofiness just automatically attracts a response. You're goofy. Well, this dude, man, has swastikas and just right dress and pageantry and the parades and the, the, the flags lift up when he come in the room. And imagine what a pretty boy, imagine what a good-looking leader would bring. I think he's going to be well packaged by the Illuminati. And see, with Damascus is taken out, they're going to put him in charge. So we need some pretty boy. And don't ask me what's going to be the rationale about we need this dude because he's well packaged. He looks good. This is what we need. We need this. I think right off the bat, they know what they're doing with him because it's Satan's behind it. Lucifer. That's why Illuminati worship Lucid, the Lucid Trust Organization. The Lucid, they they think they're coming into the light of this God. It's funny how the Bible talks about darkness a lot when it's relevant to Satan. But Satan, this is Satan's masterpiece. 
This is Satan's masterpiece. So it's going to be good to the whole world. So the whole world marvels at the sky. After seeing the same guy on TV over and over again, I'm, I get tired of it. They, and they still worship this guy. So he must be doing some good stuff. <laughs> what is the church doing at this time? Uh, in heaven, having a wonderful time. And I plan to be a part of that. And how do you become a part of the church? Before the rap, before the, you you want to be a part of the rapture. I think when when a football player goes into the season and he has some bruises from preseason, he normally sits on those bruises and finds ways of working out. But he examines his arm and sees how he examines, you know, make sure he's in shape. He probably go out and run. And I'll get ready for the season. But looking back at his preseason, he worked out hard. He went through reps and went through all of these plays. and He's ready, but he's still got to rest his arm. You know, well, let's look at the Christian faith in this way. Um, we need to be ready. We need to examine ourselves and make sure we're in the faith. Do you go to work and enjoy gossiping? You know, my my mom uh, had her uh, at my niece, which is her grandbaby, was getting her out the car, and she hit her breast. And you know, she went in the house and she examined herself, made you know, she got whatever was in there taken out. But as a Christian, we need to really, according to the Word of God, test our motives. Like this radio program. Do I place this radio program before God? Do I place my ministry before God? So in order to be raptured, he said he's coming back for a church without spots blemish, but that necessarily doesn't have anything to, that doesn't have anything to do with us. It has something to do with, um, uh, now caller, I see you there. Um, I, uh, Gonna attempt to answer this call without hanging up the whole page. This is the first time I've ever done this. I have not tried to do any advertisement out there or any try to get anybody to come and listen. Uh, God had uh, now I see why I was over in Qatar briefing all those people because uh, I get scared for anything. Any time of presentation I have in school, I'm nervous about it. So uh, it. I'm going to end up having five to six callers or whatever. I'm always going to be nervous. I had another caller that dropped. But pretty soon what I'm going to do is uh, start inviting people to listen to the show for right now and trying to build up my archive. Um, and I'm going to make an attempt to uh, to answer this call. I don't know if it's going to be... I gotta learn how to answer these calls. <laughs> Seriously. But uh God uh is is with this nation as long as we are with God. 
and as long as we're doing what God asks us to do, uh, if we uh, if we are not with God, He won't be with us. Okay. Um, the Bible says, "If you bless Israel, I'll bless you. If you curse Israel, I'll curse you." And that makes a lot of um, a lot of the church shake. Okay. Now let's look at the book of Ezekiel. We got 19 minutes. <clears throat> uh, I believe this is the thing. This is pure speculation, but. I believe the rapture of the church is going on simultaneously with the Ezekiel 38 and 39 um, war. And um, if you look at Luke, uh, Luke, uh, I'm sorry, what am I talking about? If you look at uh, uh, Lot, that's what I meant to say, Lot. It began to rain um, brimstone when he got out of the city. So him and his family got out of the city and began to, his wife looked back. And it began to rain before when they were actually running. Same thing with Noah. The Bible says just in the days of Noah, man would be eating and drinking and giving in marriage. Well, Noah took off into the ark and it began to rain and he shut the ark and then it started to rain and then it rained for a hundred and something years maybe more the Bible didn't say um, so the uh, people were taken out at a specific time now the book of Ezekiel gives sort of clues um, the world, the word talks about um, the world should shake at my presence. Huh? Could it be that Jesus is in the sky taking the church out and destroying the Russian army at the same time? Um, I think it was in um, Isaiah fifty-seven where. I, I have to get that. Verse uh, 57 is when it's saying, where did the righteous go? None take it to heart that they were taken away from the wrath that shall come. And that's exactly what um, Revelations chapter 3 talking about to the first church of Philadelphia. I should keep you out of the time of testing that's coming upon the whole world to try them that are on the earth. And then when you get to where it talks about seven years burning the weapons, that's another clue that it's prior to the tribulation period. It's funny how people can avoid that seven-year mark. But it says it takes seven years to burn the weapons. Placing it on the outside of the... I've heard some silly... Uh, explanation of why there is no rapture or why God was saying this or why God was saying that but when God actually gives you the answer very quickly when is the book of Ezekiel taking place prior to the tribulation period now is it my opinion yeah you can say that 
what I say is not iron. What I'm trying to say to you that seven years prepared to deal dead. I don't think burnt weapons from Russia is going to overlap into the millennium. I just don't think that. If you really think rationale, it's not going to happen. No. Thinking, no. <laughs> it's not going to happen. With the Antichrist and Ezekiel 38 and 39, no. Because he got seven years to bear the weapons. If it was the Antichrist, it would be at the end of the seven years. Right? The Bible says he shall confirm a covenant with many for seven years. It just matches. Am I trying to make it happen? No. What happens before Russia invasion? Could it be uh, Psalms 83? Could it be a, a regional war first? Could it be a temporary peace deal after that? If it was to happen this year, something will happen in July, the middle of July, July 21st through July, the end of July, which will open the Pandora's box if it's this year. If it's next year, it'll be whenever the month of all. There's a sign, and I keep saying that on every show, there's a, there's a sign in the sky. If you go to NASA, there is a solar eclipse. And if you go to go punch in online, punch in Jewish holidays or Jewish times, or punch in off, A-V, or the month of, the time of off, you find out that the Jewish history is not too hot. And they do a lot of mourning at that time. The Jewish uh, temples were destroyed both on this period, time period. Adolf Hitler gave the decree to destroy the Jewish people. The Jewish people were sent into bondage at this time. Go and type that up. And once you type that up, you can go back to the NASA website and test the dates. You're going to see that there's an eclipse around the 1st, 21st, around that time period uh, of July this year. So something's going to happen. Just like last year, there was something to set up. Now, look, listen to the nation that was involved, Russia. What opens the Pandora box for the end times? What country opens the Pandora box besides Israel? Russia. The Antichrist comes after the Russian invasion. He has to have a platform to come. So he comes out of nowhere after the Russian invasion, after God destroys the Russian army. And the Bible says that the whole world shall know him. That is the purpose, that the whole world should know God. Jesus Christ is God himself. That the whole world should know him. That is the whole chief aim. Uh, so, Right around the corner, if this is the year, this is the year. If next year is in the year, we're going to get this. I'm not predicting anything. I'm saying if, if there's a word. It's like Bill Clinton saying, well, it depends on what his is, what his means, what his is. Well, if you, the English language, some words should be used where it's supposed to be used, if. I mean, if this happens, it's like a mathematical equation. Well, if this is the year, that sign 
show, be pointing to something that will happen, an action that will happen between the 21st of July of this year and the end of the month of July. They will open up the Pandora's box of the end times, and off that, and one thing you'll be able to tell is this is it, if this is the time period. Whatever year Jesus will come back in the spring, I mean, sorry, in the fall, whatever year, if it's 2050, he's going to come back in the fall, fall feast. Do I still think Rosh Hashanah is in? I wouldn't go preach that. It's a scary thing. But yes, I do think Rosh Hashanah is going to play a big part. The Feast of Trumpets will play a big part in the end times. This year it's on the twenty, the 19th and 20th. So the Pandora's box opens on the, the times, because the times of off is a 10-day period. So the times of off will start this year, July, July 20th, 20, 21st, and will end at the end of July. So that's ten. Any time that ten day period, all hell can break loose. And then, if that is the time, if this is the year, the Pandora's box will stay open. That means through all through August, we're gonna have a hard time. The whole world's gonna be having lots of events happen. Do I believe that 2012 December? Do I believe 2013 is the middle of the tribulation period? Yes, I do. Do I believe that 2009 could possibly be the beginning of the tribulation period? Yes, I do. Do I think 2016? But God can stretch it. The 70-year generation is not over. It started in 1948, and it's over in 2018. So God can give us another two years. And I will, I will continue to bring this up, that God can give us another two years. But why? I'm not, I'm not questioning God, but I'm questioning you. Why would you want another two years unless you're not ready? And you're probably never going to be ready at this point, at this stage. Because in the tribulation period, there are beings of people who will get saved. But why go through that when you can just be ready now? Why put God on level? Why put your neighbor on that way? Because when this stuff starts to happen, are you going to are you going to be explain to them what's going on? Are you literally going to be are you really going to be able to explain what's going on? Are you actually going to say, okay, this is what's happening? This is what's going on. And, and have them understand it. I've been telling my family this for a while. And most of the stuff I told them is, comes true to the exact day. I'm not a prophet. God has given me word of knowledge. I don't even understand word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. I don't know the difference between the two of them. I think it's, I think it's one of them, word of knowledge, where God says, okay, I tell them, well, watch the market start to collapse about the 50 September 15, 2008, and they, that's exactly the date that starts coming. Or watch the market start to pick up. And people might say, well, that's simple stuff. Anybody can get that right. I don't think so. People didn't need no reason in a recession. For, they wouldn't even admit we were in a recession. Okay? So the time 
we are living. They are strange. Abortion. I don't care how much you preach about abortion, against abortion. It's, every day it should be fresh. You should never get a tired of talk, defending a baby. Especially after looking at, listening and looking at my son and seeing how beautiful this boy is or cute he is and how his personality and, oh, man, and looking at my other kids, even though they're, they're not mine, biologically, I still look at them and say, man, abortion is not good. Putting these kids off the altar on the altar of convenience. If I'm not ready yet, I'm not ready yet. Let's go kill this baby. And if you are out there and you had an abortion, I'm sorry. I pray for you. God loves you. God loves you. He still loves you. And he will always love you. Okay? He will always love you. He will accept you into his arms, accept you into his kingdom, and he will never let you go. Just don't go out and do it again, please. You know, God loves us, but he's going to judge this nation. I mean, well, anytime you will repeal executive orders so you can do more damage, or anytime you go out and supply another country that's rich, just as rich as we are with abortion money, you crazy. Anytime you you decide, well, we've been going, we've been with Israel all this time, and all of a sudden, you want to, you trying to get us, you gonna get us towed up. I'm surprised immediately we didn't get judgment. We have to give our prayers to this nation, and it's an emergency. It's not just we have to pray for the station, but we have to pray for the station. Matter of fact, after this radio program, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Pray for this nation. My next-door neighbor has a dog, and I'm sitting in my living room doing this show, and this dog is going off. So i got to get up and close the window. You know, so I don't know if y'all can hear him barking. I love dogs, little dogs. Yeah, so uh, we're going to see you guys later. Uh, see you guys and gals, brothers and sisters in Christ, later. Future brothers and sisters in Christ. We all need to get right. You listen to this program and you're not saved. You need to give your life to Jesus Christ. I don't think it's going to be that easy if people think it's going to be in the tribulation period. Nobody said it was easy. I'm just being sarcastic. But I don't think it's going to be fun at all. And it's it's, it's kind of hard when you're the only way thinking. You're the only way in your sphere of influence thinking the way you think. You know, I'm the only way, I'm the only person I know think the way I think. But there, I'm the only person I actually know that is looking at Bible prophecy. I would tell my sister something about Bible prophecy, and it would come true. My older sister Stacy, and 
she don't really want to hear nothing about it because she, she already knows that I told her the markets were going to collapse and start collapsing. I told her a lot of things that were going to start happening around this time. It spooked her. It spooked her out. I said, well, you should be watching for pestilence and famine. Matter of fact, I'm still waiting for the famines to start coming out, food supply threats and things like that. And these things are going to start to happen more often, more frequently. Earthquakes. I was watching a movie called 10.5 Apocalypse. That movie is going to probably be reality. I don't think it's going to be as bad the first three and a half years. But in the second three and a half years of the tribulation period, oh, it's going to get really nasty. So, like I said, the fall feast. Anytime the rapture is going to happen, it's going to be in September, October. So how you know that? I don't know. I just think the Feast of Trumpets is going to play a big part. Would I preach that if I had a nation? If I had a nationwide ministry, would I say to preach that? No, not at all. Unless I, I preached it in the last minute, if I knew for sure, you know, the Holy Spirit said, yes, I'm telling you to do it, I'll do it at that point. But I don't want to give anybody a chance to go out and party like it's 1999 and then come back and say, okay, I'm ready. The art will be shut. There is no last-minute call. Last call for the ark. Last call for the ark. It doesn't work that way. Just talk to the ten five versions that weren't ready. You can't just say, oh, I'm ready to go in now. I party like it's 19. You shouldn't have told me that the feast of the Lord was still in play. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, in, it's still in play. I just think it's fun for those who really want Christ to return, want the Lord to return, and is doing his will. I just think it's important that we get excited for the Lord. Just as excited we get for the Super Bowl and a Super Bowl party, we need to get excited for the Lord. Just as we get excited for, you know, the the, the NCAA tournament, we need to get excited for the Lord. I watch the Grammys tonight. Well, we need to get excited for the Lord. Stop having those um, uh, Sunday excitements and then on the rest of the week forget God. We forget God and we don't know He exists until Sunday. That's not good. So the Lord be with everyone out there uh, and pray for your neighbor. Pray for your your family, pray for your aunties and uncles and family members because not everybody knows that Jesus Christ is going to come back. You know, so if you're not here, if you become raptured and you go with the church and you're gone, who's going to tell them? Well, you got 144,000 Jews and you got two witnesses and angels flying through the air. They don't know it by then. They're not going to know it. That's what I say about some of my relatives. If they don't, I mean, I've already told my, my sister, said, well, if she don't make it through the tribulation period with an angel flying through the sky after her brother already told her all of this stuff, we need to really pray for our family members. We have to pray for our family members. Uh, and the future shows is going to be, uh, I just decided to do this tonight. Uh, my other two big kids are going out the house, so I, I have the, 
the floor to myself. And once again, I'm sorry, caller, I did not answer. Uh, I'm going to try to find out how to answer these calls. And from there, um, go for there. God bless you.
Welcome your host and my wonderful husband, Bill Armstrong. 